This is 3 and 5 on SLC Management Podcast. Hi, everybody. It's Steve Peacher, president of SLC Management. Thanks for dialing in to this episode of 3 and 5. And today I'm with John Bowman. Really excited about that. John is the co-head of Crescent's U.S. direct lending business. John, thanks for taking a moment. Hey, Steve. Uh, great to be here. John, your team focuses on direct lending, and anyone who follows alternative credit knows that direct lending is kind of a hot thing. Over the last couple of years, a lot of money has been pouring into it in the U.S. and also in other markets around the world. Can you just first spend a moment and talk about what is direct lending? What's it all about? What's driving the amount of interest and money that's flowing into this sector? Sure, Steve. It's kind of been evolving over the last 15 to 20 years, but really get supercharged, I think, after the Great Recession. But it really has been an outgrowth of the consolidation of banking, which created a, a really a void for middle market companies who needed lending. That was sort of the early phase in the early 2000s as the banks got bigger and left the middle market. What really caused direct lending to take off here in the US as well as Europe and other markets is as interest rate environment close to zero or negative markets outside the US, the so-called search for yield became the big thing for institutional investors. They could no longer get adequate yields on liquid, broadly syndicated loans and liquid high yield. And for pension funds in particular, trying to get that seven to seven and a half percent hurdle rate was just really challenging as the Fed took rates down after the last recession to get us back on our feet. So the market has really boomed and we've really stepped in the shoes of the banks and it's been a great asset class. And frankly, you know, I know we'll talk about the pandemic. The pandemic in and of itself has certain very positive impacts on the market as well. So when people use the term direct lending, that's typically used to describe the market that you describe, but there are different segments within that market. I think people approach it different ways. So at Crescent, with your team, how do you approach that market? And within the segment that you operate in, what are you seeing today? What are some of the trends you see? Sure. Yeah. Increasingly, the players in direct lending are carving out niches or taking specific approaches to the market. At uh, Crescent Direct Lending here in the U.S., we're focused on the lower half of the market in, in large part because you know we see generally greater value there. It is less competitive, spreads tend to be wider. As a result, through careful credit selection, you actually can have risk adjusted, much better returns than you, than you can in large cap direct lending. But you do have to be careful. These borrowers are smaller, so it's not for everyone. And you know, the manager really matters. But you know, we've we've carved out a niche in the lower half of the market. Today, we're one of the largest players in the lower half of the market, manage roughly $8 billion of capital today. So we have a very large balance sheet, can deliver very large credit solutions for our clients. And as it has been in, in many markets, small to mid-sized companies tend to have higher growth rates than, than larger caps. So these, these are companies that are rapidly growing and we try to grow with them. You know, as you mentioned, this market has evolved over the last 10, 15 years. It's grown dramatically, especially over the last five or so. You know, if you look out five years from now, what do you think is going to happen? What's this market going to look like three, five, seven years from now? You know, we're probably somewhere in the middle of the development of the direct lending market here in the U.S., and it it differs across uh, other geographies. But ultimately, the lifeblood of our market has been the growth in private equity. We are the primary source of capital to private equity buyouts. And as you may have all heard, you know, that's a trillion dollar market. 
And so there's a tremendous demand for our product. As the market has been maturing, I think there'll continue to be more niches. People will play and address the market in different ways. You know, we focus on the smaller end of the market. We have a sister group in LA that focuses on the larger end of the middle market. They focus on more junior capital in nature to have a niche there. And I do think you'll see other verticals as well approach the market, whether it be asset-based lending, equipment, finance, and, and other verticals. So as the market continues to grow and players come in, you'll continue to see niches being developed and hived off. But ultimately, the the prospects for the future of the, of the market are quite strong. And it's ultimately just that private equity machine, which you know we are the primary you know, provider of debt capital for that I think continues to make this a really attractive place to be. Well, I can certainly say that whenever I'm out, I mean, you talk to clients all the time for your business. And when I've talked to clients across the different alternatives markets, they, everybody seems to want the new niche, you know, alternatives with alternatives. So I think as the niches you describe develop within the broader direct lending market, there's going to be a lot of demand, at least from institutions, you know, to put money into those niches. It really allows the institution when, when they want to increase their exposure to direct lending do it in a way where they're not going to create overlapping credit issues so they can really expand their exposure to direct lending, which is getting you that extra yield without ending up owning the same names from two different managers. And that's a question we get a lot. So I I agree wholeheartedly, Steve. I think you're going to continue to see this segmentation and niche build out as you build up a family of products across this space. Let me switch gears as we get to the end and just ask you something on the personal front, as I do on on these every time. I know you've got a couple of kids in high school. They're they're very active in sports. COVID hasn't been the friend of sports at any level, but given the disruptions, what have you found has been the biggest disruption that you or as a spectator, your kids as participants have had to deal with over the last couple of years as they've had to kind of moderate how they approach these things because of COVID? The kids are pretty resilient, so they actually do okay. I mean, they don't love the masks, as we know. I actually think the parents are more challenged because depending upon the venue, we may or may not be able to watch. You may have a parent that uh, tries to sneak in the back door and break the rules, but try to tell my kids this is uh, one or two years out of a very long lifetime. It's hard for them to uh, appreciate that today. It's been challenging, but I think we're learning to move through this all together. Have they had to wear masks while they're playing in a lot of those during the games, during the practices? Depending upon the geography, the mask rules are different. So during soccer season, if you if you have a championship up in New Hampshire, you you might find yourself without masks. If, if you're back in mass, the mask is on. And, and then those that are not quite totally compliant with the mask above the face, the ref will throw the flag and have the kids sit down for a few minutes, So uh, which I think is fine. It's a good life lesson, I think, for them. Well, as you say, these kids are resilient. So uh as more resilient than probably any of us. Well, listen, John, thanks so much for this uh, short discussion of direct lending. It's a, it's a big area for Crescent. It's a big area growing area in the markets. And, you know, you've developed one of the best teams in the market, which is great for the platform. So, so thanks again for taking the time. Well, great. Uh, thanks for having me, Steve. All right. And thanks to everybody for listening to this episode of 3 and 5.